guys. Welcome to Our Thoughts on This, the best conversational podcast in the universe where we talk about anything and everything. Today, we're going to be talking about just some of our favorite video games and kind of what goes into making that our or what goes into making those our favorite games and the aspects of that. Um, my name's Jason. I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Shakari. And it's Ali. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to talk about this topic is I think we're in a really good year for gaming. It's 2023. We've had the, the PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles for the past three years. We've had great games like Dead Space Remake, Final Fantasy 16, and Tears of the Kingdom. So I kind of wanted to take this time to look back at some of our favorite games throughout time. And I think it's easy to say out of everybody here, but I'm probably the biggest gamer out of all of us, as I have not only a PS5, but a Series S and a PC and a Switch. Um, so with that said, I really want to start with Ali, because I think he, he plays the least amount of games out of everybody here. I kind of want to hear what his thoughts on gaming and what kind of gets him into uh what his favorite games are yeah i've never owned a console in my life so <laughs> there's that uh but my favorite game probably like all time is need for speed underground 2 that one that was like released in 2004 not that trash that was most recent and honestly any racing game like i love the underground games or not underground, um, the Midnight Club games, Forza, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, so you don't own any console at all? Not even right no. now? No, yeah, I've been meaning, different. I've been meaning to get like a, a PS4, but, um, a PS4? <laughs> I just like the, the console better. It just feels better, my, the, not the console, the controller. Feels better in my hands, you know. Than an Xbox than a PS5 controller? controller. Yeah. No, you cannot say the PlayStation controller is better than the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, that's blasphemy. That that honestly, then we might have to kick you off the podcast for that. <laughs> no, no, no. We respect all opinions, but uh, they can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rephrase that. He respects opinion. I don't. Not. <laughs> um. So then, um. Trakari, what's kind of your history with games? Well, I've been playing video games pretty much my entire life. I wouldn't say I'm, like, the hugest gamer, but I keep up with it. I would say probably, like, one of the first video games I ever really played, probably, like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance for the PS2 and Raw vs. SmackDown 2007. Those were probably, like, my first big of games that are kind of introduced to playing video games or whatever and i've seen probably my favorite video game like man i feel i want to say spider-man ps4 because i just feel like and i feel like slash miles morales but i feel like i don't know the spider-man games just were really good they're the first time i've like ever pre-ordered a game you know um i was just really excited and it lived to my expectations and i just like i like the character i think liking the character spider-man helped too but just yeah the spider-man ps4 games really just you know Probably my favorite game. Have you played any other Spider-Man games? Yes, I have. I played 
Spider-Man games. I think I played Web of Shadows. Or is that which one was the time travel one with 2099? There's Shattered Dimensions and Edge of Time that both deal with time travel. And I think that type Shattered of stuff. Dimensions is the one that I played. But yeah, I played that. Um, I think those are the. I know there's a bunch of other Spider-Man games, but those are the main ones that I played. Oh, I played X-Men Legends too. Or... Oh, I really want to talk about that. Yeah, I think I played that. But yeah, mostly just um, a lot of superhero games. You know, mostly God of War into you know some fighting stuff. Mostly like DBZ, Tenkaichi, Blue Sky, and stuff like that. So but yeah. So is it the genre or the gameplay that draws you into the games? Um. I feel like I'm pretty open to a wide variety of games. Like, I played Gone Home. I didn't like it, but I played it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm pretty open to the games. I think it's just like, if I had an interesting concept, I'll play it, you know? Like, I remember, I don't know if this counts as a video game, but like, what was it? Wizard 101? Oh, for it. sure. <laughs> that, that's that, that, that in Wizard 101 was great. Yeah, bro. I like Pop Chop stuff like that. I used to love that too. The Sims. I was a big Sims guy too for a little bit. Which Sims? Um, um, That's an important question. I hope it's not Sims two. I think it's three because I would. Okay. It was during the summer. I would go to my cousin's house. She had all the Sims games, so I just play like I think it was three. The one I'll play the most or whatever. But yeah, but um, yeah, it really as long as it's an interesting concept. Man. Like even something like Just Dance, I like playing. You know, so okay, you know, stuff like, just like as long as it's interesting. Right, and what was your first console? A PS2, yeah, gotcha. PS2, and silver one. Do you have any consoles now? <laughs> yeah, my PS2, I have a PlayStation, and I have PlayStation 4. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And uh, what about you, Alex? What's, what's kind of your history with gaming? So my history is one of almost not playing games at all. I was very similar to Ali where I pretty much didn't play games for a very long time. When I was, oh gosh, I can't even remember how old I was. I would have had to say like six or seven, maybe. My uncle was getting rid of his PS1 and so and getting a PlayStation 2. And so I got his PS1. Um, and through that, I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater and uh, Crash Bandicoot Team Racing. And uh, between that and I'd say, ooh, it was seventh grade or eighth grade where I pretty much didn't really play a lot of games. We had a Wii at one point. I guess we still have the Wii, um, but no longer in the house. And su surprisingly, I think the most recent console I've played a game on was that same Wii. But... Um, so we had that where I played a lot of like um, the Lego games. That was my stuff. Um, and uh, between that and seventh grade, it was pretty much all I played. And then I got my Xbox in seventh grade where I started playing Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed. And from there, I got a PlayStation 4. And through college, I played more pc games because that's what a lot of my friends in college were playing so i don't really have the most extensive history with playing um video games but i do like to keep up with it and know what's going on yeah and i'll be super quick with mine um kind of gave a brief run that earlier but you know some of my earliest memories were playing games 
on Xbox, or not Xbox, I'm sorry, PlayStation 2 and GameCube. I still have the very same PS2 and GameCube sitting on my shelf behind me. Um, you know, Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker for the GameCube and on PS2. Um, dude, my favorite game on that PS2, Shadow of a Hedgehog. I loved Shadow of a Hedgehog and NASCAR. Oh my god. It was the EA NASCAR games in like 2005. No, 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 no. Those are terrible. No, NASCAR, <laughs> the ones made by EA like in the early 2000s, those those were my jam. And my grandma would also give me like these really just weird games. Like uh, I had a, a an officially licensed NHRA uh, drag racing game from mm-hmm. PS2. And I also had an officially licensed bullfighting game. You had to ride the bull <laughs> and it yeah. had like it had like all the actual rodeo locations in it and everything. And um, yeah, it also had one where you had to pull tractors. Um, <laughs> crazy, crazy game, man. And kind of that, that area. But, you know, I've eventually, I've kind of, I've kind of, I've had everything. You know, I went from GameCube to PS2 to Wii. And then I got my 360 really late. I got my 360 in 2010, I want to say. And then I skipped PS3, so I went to 360. I've kind of been an Xbox dude all the way up until now, the Series S. And um, then I kind of retroactively went back to the PlayStation. So I have a PS3, I have a PS4, I have a PS5. Um, I went from there and then got a PC. And now I'm uh, I'm trying to reconnect with Nintendo, which I'm realizing Nintendo has nothing for me. So You had a Switch at one point, correct? Yeah, I, I I did have a Switch, um, and I I liked it, but it just wasn't for me. Like the only game I played on it was this indie game Cowboys. called Dead Cells, which I really like. What did you say? What did you say, Octave Path Travelers. Um, I'm not a nerd, so no, I was not playing Octopath Traveler. I hate turn-based combat, so yeah, that should. I I only like turn-based and persona and that's it um or specifically final fantasy 8 everything else no i like the gun blade the sword that's also a revolver i think the dude's name is squall in final fantasy 8 okay um so yeah that that's kind of uh, my history with games and uh Oh, I forgot. Um, uh, at one point, I also had a Nintendo DS. I was a big mobile gamer for a while. Oh, you you were hitting with the mobile gaming. That's right. See, I, I was a Nintendo hater, so I had the PSP. Gotcha. I used to be heavy with PlayStation, bro. I wanted the PSP. Do you remember the PSP that also was a phone? I think it was called the PSP Go. Yeah. And you could also call people. Man, I wanted that so bad. Yeah, someone had that in third grade. Oh, dude, I remember begging my mama for it, like like crying, throwing up, <laughs> begging her to get me one. That and the PS Vita, dude, I was over here. What'd you do to I swear I was going to... Bro, just because I wanted the PSP, because I, I, I had three PSPs, man. I love those things. Nice. Um, nice. But, yeah, that's kind of our, kind of our overall history with, uh, with gaming. So... Like I said earlier today, we're going to talk about some of our favorite games and kind of what we like about them most. Ali kind of spoke on his earlier being racing games. 
Um, said a little bit know, about his too. He said uh, fighting, and he liked Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, so we got superheroes, and we got racing games, which you know are are wonderful. I love racing games. Big Need for Speed guy yeah. too. Um, Underground and Midnight Club hold a special place in my heart, especially Midnight Club LA on the 360, and uh, Midnight Club Three Double Edition on the PSP. You you get to go to what is it Chicago and Tokyo and LA and New York I think were the three four maps. I think it was four maps in that game. Um, okay. so are those uh, your favorite genres? No, those are not my favorite genres. I I have a lot to say, so I, I want to go okay. last. Okay. I, right. I want right. I actually want to Trikari to kind of expand on his um sure. on his favorite games a lot more. My I'm taking notes. <laughs> Um, just like, like, what, like, what do you mean by, like, what do you want me to say? Well, so like, just like why I, like I, I know, yeah, so I know you, you said Spider-Man PS4, right? Yeah. So what specifically about Marvel Spider-Man do you like the most, that, like, what makes it your favorite game? And also why is it like, specifically like kind of those action, like superhero games specifically kind of like that action style, like Arkham Knight, our Arkham yeah. Universe style type games, yeah. or is it something specific to that? Um, I think it's something specific to Spider-Man because, like, I've played all the Arkham games except for Origins, I think, and sure. um, <laughs> I just disagree. It didn't connect with me the same way. Like, they're gonna, but not they're they're gonna get well. The last one is kind of whatever, but <laughs> I like the Batman, oh. but they don't connect with me the same way. Um, Spider-Man, though, like, I just it just feels like. It's like I can play on the hardest difficulty and still like have fun, you know what I'm saying? Whereas something like Batman, Arkham, what was the last one? Arkham Knight, that's more Jason Todd, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought you were talking about Gotham Knights when you said the last we one. We don't talk oh. about Gotham. We don't talk about Gotham Knights. Yeah, no, I meant um Arkham Knights with like the Batmobile. Like okay, yeah, I played no, that one was a terrible mechanic. And it was just like it just felt tedious. But with Spider Man's like, okay, I can boost this up to like whatever his difficulty is and I'm still having fun and I'm still like like it's more work but i'm still just like enjoying the experience of playing the game and like even if i die it's like okay i died whereas with like arkham it's like okay i died i don't have to do this entire thing over again this stupid <laughs> batmobile mission <laughs> with scarecrow <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah i just think like spider-man for me and then pretty much all the games i've mentioned it's just like they're just relaxing like i can just like pick them up play them like whether or not like it's the hardest double pussy or i'm playing like easy i can just like relax and just like have fun like like a chore to play like. so I, I, I know you mentioned earlier the how you could play in the highest difficulty and it still be fun and relaxing yeah um is that because the game is too easy even on the hardest difficulty um i don't know actually i mean i i guess you could say i guess you could say that i mean but i mean Every game least... needs to be Dark Souls, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, I think I've played some difficult games before. Like, I remember I played Uncharted 4 on the, on the most difficult, um, like, what is it, Brutal or whatever? And that was pretty hard, especially that one, like, forest, like, jungle mission they have. Oh, like, yeah. Sneak past everybody. Like, yeah. But, you know, that was, but that was still fun. Uncharted 4 is also one of my favorite games. Like, that was before Spider-Man PS4 came out. I probably said Uncharted 4 or any of the Uncharted games, really. But... You know, and I played most of those games on the hardest difficulty, and it's still like, 
okay, this is super hard, but like I'm stuck. Like I'm not getting actively upset, you know, I'm just like playing the game and it happens to be like difficult, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if it's necessarily because it's like super still easy on hard mode. I think there are definitely games like that for me where it's like, okay, I put it on hard and it's still easy. Like maybe like some wrestling games I like or whatever, but ultimately it's just like, I'm still having fun. So it's like, yeah, it's chill. Gotcha. And I have a question. I don't want to derail this, but I do feel like I want to clarify something before we get back to Drakari. All right. So, and this is probably more for Jason. I think he might be more of the, uh, more knowledgeable on this, but a lot of my favorite games align with Drakari in the sense where they're not like RPGs because, or a role-playing game where you get like unlimited choice with something like uh, Fallout or Skyrim or something like that. But you're still playing as a character in an open world. What is that considered? Um, so where you're not necessarily creating your character, but you're playing as a set character. Right. Yeah. So what world. is, what is Spider-Man PS4 or like Arkham Knight or Arkham City? What are, what are those golf or Uncharted, what are those games, like, considered? I We could almost go into a bigger conversation about how the genres in video games aren't necessarily the best descriptors that we need, that we have anymore. But I would say some those are action-adventure games with RPG elements, okay. which is distinct from action RPGs. Um, and it's hard to kind of explain if you don't play video games. Gotcha. Um, but but for I, someone I'll, who, I'll explain later. For someone like, I don't want to say Ali, but like someone who, like one of our audience members who doesn't play video games or doesn't know what's happening, can you just give a brief description of what those games are? Um. So, yeah, when you're talking about an action-adventure game, you know, a perfect example of that would be something like an Arkham Knight something like an Uncharted or even, you know, like a Spider-Man in the sense that they are um, these games that are heavily action-oriented um, with, you know, not necessarily games that don't stick to necessarily one genre or they're not just exactly third-person shooters and they're not just exactly, you know, Gears of War or anything like that. There are these, like, you know... Um, on a 2D screen, we would have called them brawlers. So something like a Streets of Rage kind of thing, but obviously in a 3D kind of environment. And when we say RPG elements, we're talking about, like, it can go as deep as, you know, leveling up gear Destiny style, where you're replacing gear every so often, or skill trees. Um, well, let's... I think we're getting way too technical on this. We're explaining this to someone who has no idea what any of these games are, right? So if we're okay, describing so, an action-adventure so, uh, game, it's you're not creating your own character like you do in an RPG. Okay. We've got that yeah. covered. But you're yeah. still in an open environment where you can yeah, yeah, go yeah. anywhere you want within this world. Oh, yeah, you can go anywhere you want within this world. Not all of them are open world. Okay. Not all action-adventure games are open world. The Uncharted is not linear, open world. Right? Like linear, yeah, linear. linear. Some are linear. Um, are semi-open is is the big word that the industry likes to use now. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they, you know, you're not you, you don't necessarily create your character. You go through um, 
you know, there's leveling up mechanics, stuff like that. Like you're getting higher and higher levels, stats and stuff like that. And that's kind of the basic. And then when you talk about action RPG, you're talking about something where you, not necessarily where you create your own character, but most games do have those elements, but it's much more detailed in the statistics of it. So like, oh, I do this amount of damage per second. Oh, but this sword does 0.4% more damage per second. So now I'm going to choose that sword. Um, action RPGs tend to go deeper into that kind of stats and and stat tracking and gear management um, and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of like the main difference to me, at least. I don't know if other people would agree to that, but that's been kind of my... Uh, that's been kind of what I've seen in um So when you talk about my... kind of how like that can like blend in, because like doesn't our didn't Mortal Kombat eleven have like kind of like a gear system or whatever, or like with, with stats and stuff like that? So like that um, be, be like kind of the melding or whatever. I, I so this is a little bit off topic. I find when games like Mortal Kombat eleven add those type of number systems. Yeah. It's not that it makes the game better or there's a truthful um, reason for it. Yeah. It's to make the game feel grindy on purpose so you play it more. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of like I, where I see that. Um, right. But I yeah, would say, I think say that um, even like gear and all that stuff is a, is a mechanic within the game. If we're talking about the genre itself, um, an RPG or an action RPG is you're playing as a character through a story, whether it's linear or create your own story, and you're trying to accomplish something versus like a Call of Duty or a Street Fighter where you're trying to beat an opponent or get more points than them in that sort of way, correct? Um, and um, yeah, correct. And a, a really important thing, and when we say RPG, which is short for role playing game, player choice is at the center of it. Okay. I don't think there's any RPG out here where player choice isn't a factor because if player choice isn't a factor, then it's not an RPG. Um, and, right. and that's, that, that's how I feel. I'm, I'm kind of very hard and set in those rules. And I think um, a game I'm, I'm going to mention later is kind of um, that I'm playing right now is kind of really going to reinforce that point. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know when you talk about you know action RPGs or more traditional role playing games, you sometimes you create your own character for the most part you do, but your you know your actions have a direct effect on the world and there's lots of choices and consequences. Okay. Um, yeah, I and think that's so, a really. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying I think that's a really like high level way to approach it. Right. Right. But I, I just want to get that clarified for someone who might not know what we're talking about when we reference games or even their genre i want to get a distinction so they can more easily follow along mm -hmm. and yeah. so now that we've defined that in a way Drakari, do you feel that that is the type of genre that you play the most that you enjoy the most um yeah i definitely say so i definitely like feel like something where i can just kind of like jump it like I think following somebody else's story, not that I don't like games where you do kind of, because I played, um, I guess The Witcher is still following somebody's, what was the game where it came? The, the Witcher, Witcher, the, the Witcher the is RPG. on my list. Yeah. 
the we'll witcher's a traditional later, RPG. but yeah 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 well i mean i just yeah i just kind of like games where i can just kind of like follow it's just like following along really like i think part of why i wasn't like besides like kind of all the technical issues with cyberpunk but it's just like I just didn't like like feel like great amount of character. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of wanted to like. Oh my god, you just hit me in my heart with that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I have a statue of Johnny Silverhand right here, and I feel disrespected. <laughs> it, which is weird because I like when I play basketball. I haven't bought like a sports game in a while, but like when I used to buy them, I used to like half fun creating my character and just being like. But like I think as I've gotten older, I've just been like, man, I kind of just want to play some. You just make them look as goofy as possible. Not even. I try to. I will. I make them look. I make them like seven five. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, reds. <laughs> but um, yeah. I just like kind of like jump in there. Some some another story. You know, you know. That's like kind of my own pretty much that. Not that it's bad because it also games like that. It's like exceptions, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a strip. So would you say that it's the story? So you we you know you kind of talked about the gameplay, and uh, you know. But I think the more of kind of the through line with you is kind of games that have good stories. Yeah, a good story. Um, like how we talked about Gone Home. If Gone Home had a good story, I wouldn't have cared. That's a very divisive opinion. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, what's the line between like, like a game and art with like something like, because like another game that like I've, I watched somebody play this, but like the Path EXE or Gone Home or like even Life is Strange, like where does that lie between like art and being a game? I don't know if I'm nearly well qualified enough to kind of. <laughs> yeah, but we want your all, opinion. Yeah, I, I think all games are art. Even yes, the most yes, corporate right. of games, even Call of Duty, you know. <laughs> It yeah. has art to it. That is something and I, think I want to have a whole separate topic about is defining what we consider art because I think that is such a divisive thing that I really want to have a whole episode dedicated to what is art. Yeah. So we can, and, we can save it then if you want. No, no, no I'm just saying well, that, uh, uh, in the sense of now we talk about video games as art, but I'm just, yeah. for you guys and for the listeners, I want to say that in the future, I do want to talk about in general what we consider art. That'd be a really good yeah. conversation. And for me specifically, when we talk about games like Call of Duty, like I give that it's a factory line, right? But I feel like there's so much art in something like the animations. Yeah. Like Modern Warfare 2019 and 2022 have some of the best gun animations I have ever seen in the video game. And I don't think people understand that. It's not motion capture. It's done by somebody who's going frame by frame changing and doing the animations by hand i think that's i think there's an art form to that and um even then when you compare it against you know some of the maps where it's they're less a, a bunch of the maps in modern for 2022 are real places and they've just kind of went on google images and went and put the 3d view and said okay this is what this building looks like let's recreate that in call of duty i do feel like there is even something as simple as that, there's art to it. You kind of know. Because somebody has to go in and create those textures. Sure. Yeah. Somebody has to go in and have hand, hand place the signs and right, right. every it's, little piece it's, of foliage. It's not one by it's not one to one. There is some sort of expression through like the artist yeah. or yeah. even when the building was being built itself. It wasn't created naturally. Someone did that. So do you think exactly. like all games are art, but all art can't be games? Um, 
all yes. campy games. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I'm not like, well, because like, once again, kind of talking about like stuff like Gone Home or The Path or whatever, where it's just like, it's more of like kind of a narrative. Like interactive kind of, art? Like, like what is the difference between interactive yeah. art and a game? Yeah, sure. I guess that, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think they're, they're all games. I think some games are more art than others. Yeah. So okay. like when you think of something like Gone Home, I, <laughs> Gone Home is, it is a beautifully, the game looks beautiful. Like the game is a hand that that kind of hand painted kind of texture it has to that and the writing yeah. whether you like it or don't like it. Um, I haven't you played that game in years, <laughs> but um, it is a beautiful looking game and it gets its story across well. And I don't want to say that game is worthless than Skyrim. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to say Skyrim is worth more, you know. I feel like when people kind of have those conversations, it's kind of destructive to the overall yeah. point. Sure. Okay. Okay. So let's get um, back to Trikari. Yeah. You like the RPG and the action RPG, but I also know you mentioned something about fighting games. Um, yeah. Which is almost the complete opposite, right? Because there's, I mean, I, coming from someone who the only fighting game I've played is Injustice. Um, I understand there's a story to it. I know. I understand there's a story to fighting <laughs> games, but it's really just about you versus um, either a computer oh, yeah. or another player just trying to like beat the other person, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think like for me, just as growing up, I feel like fighting games were like integral. You know, you talk about like some like Ultimate Ninja Storm or Tenkaichi Budokai or you know Combat, all this stuff. Even the Marvel vs. Capcom games, you know. So. You as a kid, you know, you, you go you go over to your friend's house. You just, you know, it just you just having fun talking shit while you're like. You can be so it's a, it's a, it was a bonding experience. Yeah, it was just cool, like to just like gotcha. be there. You know, I think that's kind of why I don't play too many fighting games now. You can not that online. You can play online. Kind of push. Right. It's like I feel like rarely do you hear about someone just like, hey, bring your controller over to my house. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't play it on your own, especially against computers. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not good at fighting games. I, I just like playing with my friends. So, like, because, like, I, I'll practice, like, with Street Fighter Five. I bought Street Fighter Five. Like, I'm sorry. Still, like, yeah, I bought it when it basically wasn't a game, or it wasn't finished, at least. <laughs> and, like, I couldn't figure it out by my, like, it wasn't, like, because when you're playing with friends, it doesn't matter if you know what you're doing. But when you're playing by yourself, or online, or mentor, it's just, like, well, unless you know, like, the cheese, or you know, the high-tier characters, it's just, like, you just gotta know all this like extra stuff that I don't feel like learning about. Like the only game where I've ever cared enough to be like, okay, I want to get good at this was uh, Mortal Kombat 10, I think. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 10. That's the only game oh. I was like, I want to be good at this. Okay. Oh. All right. And are there any other games I... that you particularly enjoy that are of a different genre? What's a different genre? Do you remember... uh, do you like shooters or anything like that? Not good at them. <laughs> not okay. really. Okay. Not very good at them. I did um I I did have this like old PS2 game. It was like it wasn't Golden Eye, but it was like a different Golden Eye. And I remember liking that a lot as a kid. Gotcha. Oh, I remember they they redid Golden Eye, but with Daniel Craig instead of I think it was Pierce Brosnan Bond. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan was Golden Eye. Yeah, they redid it with Daniel Craig. I actually I own that game. Um, 
it's somewhere in a box. Gotcha. So, so when, I have uh, actually all the Daniel. Oh, Craig it was box. Goldeneye Rogue Agent. Yeah, that. Uh, that yeah, one. that was the one. Gotcha. When you were saying it was Goldeneye, but not like Goldeneye, I thought you were saying it was just like a complete ripoff in the sense of like <laughs> Garfield Kart is a ripoff of Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it basically is. It's not even. I don't think you're playing James Bond. <laughs> yeah, no. And Goldeneye Rogue Agent, you play. You don't play. You play as literally a rogue agent for the bad yeah. guys who goes to the good guy. It is it, that game's a weird, weird. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I I haven't played it in forever, but I remember having fun with it as a kid. You know, so. Uh, yeah, that was a interesting time. <laughs> the mid two thousands is what I like to call the dark era of gaming. Gotcha. Something else I will say I like is like movie tie-in games i feel like those are always fun like they're, they're usually not like the best games or whatever but like they're usually just like something quick to get like play like through. the like, amazing like, spider-man games yeah like hey like those were you know voiced, what? those were voiced by the actors in the movie and i mean the gameplay is fine the swinging is yeah. nowhere close to as good as um marvel spider-man but i mean yeah. it's still it's good combat the movement mechanics are fine yeah I remember those were the closest. Oh, sorry. Those were the closest to ripoffs as Arkham as you could get, and they weren't even that bad. Like Amazing Spider-Man Two was. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man One. That game was eh. Amazing Spider-Man Two wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I played Amazing Spider-Man Two on my um, Xbox, uh, Xbox One. Um, Yeah, it was. uh, I liked it. I mean, for a long time before I had the PlayStation. I was playing it because I was like, well, if I can't play Marvel Spider-Man, this is probably the closest I can get. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I worked at GameStop, when they announced Marvel Spider-Man, that game went from being like worth $10 to being worth 15 because it was the only Spider-Man game you can get on the Xbox One. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't... Uh, That's right. I, mean, I, wasn't I, had it, I had it before it was announced, but as soon as it was announced, like I was playing it, you know? Yeah. I want to get to Ali. Um, so, Ali, hearing how we described action RPGs and fighting games and a little bit of shooters and that type of stuff, how would you describe racing games and what makes a racing game good? Like, what mechanics have to be part of it um, in order for it to be a racing game? Because, like you said, racing games are kind of like the only games that you really like have played, right? Yeah. Have you played so... any of the games that we've been talking about? uh no but i've i've watched a lot of gameplays that's like that's been my biggest thing like okay. on youtube like watching the rad brad play play a couple games i haven't seen him play any shooter games because like shout out to rad I, brad i I, <laughs> I i feel like a shooter game you have to be playing it yourself to actually enjoy sure. it like sure. watching yeah. it is yeah but a shooter that i have played and i loved was um Wait, what? I think you played Spider-Man in my house for a little bit one time. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I remember you thinking you liked it, you liked it or whatever. Yeah, I did like it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a shooter that I did like was um, Team Fortress 2. Mm. If you've ever played that, any of y'all, it's yeah. it was super fun. Almost blew up my computer getting like <laughs> mods and stuff, but sure. <laughs> yeah, but what makes a racing game good? I would say just is... define what a racing game is to you. Um, where, uh, I guess any 
any game where like you're in a vehicle of any kind that's like <laughs> like an atv a dirt bike a car do you have to be going um, around a track uh no it could be like you have to have like a set track you have to have a set like path that you're going through yeah Mm -hmm. okay but it doesn't have to be on a track it could be like through a city or i don't know through a forest or something gotcha so Um, would you say you prefer like kind of arcade like racing games or like racing sims more like racing sims me personally i like the the realism of it like if if you're like trying to do a handbrake turn right and it doesn't feel like your car is moving how it would in real life like that just that's a big turn off for me honestly so you probably Um, hate forza (laughs) yo yo the disrespect the disrespect gosh don't don't diss my baby forza like Uh, that it's 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 all right it's okay i like it Forza, I, would, we don't I wouldn't buy an Xbox to play it, but <laughs> okay. like, like yeah. we, we don't talk about Forza, okay? <laughs> we don't right. don't bring up my baby boy. Okay. If we get you a PS2, we got to get you some of the old Gran Turismo games. Those are really good. Oh yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo three. Jeez. All right, all right. So now that we have defined a racing game, what makes it good? Uh, just. Honestly, the realism. Okay. I, I, I can't stand games that are like where it like the driving feels disconnected. Like you can't like imagine yourself in the car, gotcha. and like driving it. You know. So you don't like Mario Kart? <laughs> not really. Okay. <laughs> no, not really. How so like, what, what do you mean? It feels like it feels like we're we're playing on glass. Like, <laughs> it's just really so, frustrating. Yeah. So my question for you has been like, well, when you talk about games like that, you're talking about, um, you're you're not you're not super arcadey, so you wouldn't like like um, the old Sega racing games that you'd see in an arcade. The type of arcadiness you're talking about is something like a Need for Speed. Where it's realistic enough to where the cars feel real and they feel like they're underground, but still arcadey enough to where you can just pick them up and play them. Yeah, like even even games like uh, like Racer Revenge, the Pod Racer game on the PS2, like that that felt more real than um. Damn, I can't even think about it. I don't I don't remember shitty shitty games. I just pushed them out of my head. I, I can't even I can't even come up with an example. Um just say Forza wow. Horizon. We'll get, we'll get yeah, Forza. No! Better than no! Forza. Oh, okay. But like even with that game, I could like see myself. I don't know if it's just because I was a kid, but I could just see myself. In in one of the the pod racers, going going through Tatooine. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I do have a question. So, like, when it comes to games, kind of like with racing, how much does like sound design play a role in how much you enjoy the game? You said sound. Yeah, like sound design, like the car sounding accurate, just like how it feels when they take a turn. Like, how much does that stuff like matter to you when it comes to racing games? Uh it. 
the sound doesn't really matter all that much. I just yeah. as long as it's not like egregious to feel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and along the same lines, how do graphics matter? Mm-hmm. Graphics are they should matter a lot. But, <laughs> but they don't do No, not really. This looks as like long as it's not like choppy <laughs> and like super shitty or excuse me, super poopy. <laughs> <It's> so... <laughs> okay. What do you think? What was that game, that, uh, that uh, cool math game called part the parking game? Did you like that one? <laughs> Park Media. <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> I actually did. Fire. <laughs> cool math games for me, like I was more of the what was it, Fire Girl and Water Boy. Yeah. yeah. You mean you mean the Pixar's the Elementals? Yeah, Pixar's Elementals. <laughs> and then what I would really play is I'd play Bloons TD. Mm. Yo, what was that I game where you were the little game. alien? Run, yeah. Uh, run, oh, run, for sure. Run, run. Yeah. oh man. Oh, that was That's a throwback and a half right yeah. there. <laughs> have, have you uh, played Porter Party uh, Race? Is it Porter Party Racing? I don't think I've played It's it. like it you're like on that. a hill. And you're in a porter potty, and you got to like shoot down it and jump up and get the furthest or something. Yeah, if we're yeah, doing the side, is it like, like the Angry sorry. Birds one? No, it's like, the, like there's literally you're like the in a porter potty, like the pig's revenge, where you got to like bomb the birds, <laughs> like Afghanistan. No, <laughs> okay, Jeez. no, it's it's if we are um, doing a quick aside about it. Games, I like to Super Smash Flash. That was dude. That was all I did. In oh, dude, season. Super Smash Flash, dude. And you could pull out Goku. Yes, dude. You got like Luffy, Ishigo, dude. That was all I did, dude. We like, Bro. yeah. Sucks that they got rid of Flash, man. <laughs> Flash is dead. But uh, Alex, what 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 are what are your um? You know, what's sure. your favorite genre? What's your so, favorite game? My favorite genre, very similar to what we've been talking about. I love the action RPG. I love RPG games. I have a list of my top five, and this took me a while to put together. I, I, I think I, there's only one that I don't necessarily like. Know if it's like solid on the top five, but it's in the like. I'll I'll, I'll explain. My top five, and in no particular order, is Arkham City. The Witcher 3, Minecraft, GTA 5, and Assassin's Creed. I put Assassin's Creed 3, but I don't know if that one is, whether I prefer AC2, Black Flag, I don't know. Those are all great, but definitely an Assassin's Creed. I'll just say AC. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, there's different mechanics for different Assassin's Creed games. But almost all of the ones I listed are RPG. I mean, do you consider Minecraft an RPG? I would consider Minecraft almost a pure adventure game. Okay. Because yeah. You can turn sure. Off okay. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the only one that's not necessarily RPG is GTA Five, because it's yeah. like a, it's like everything, honestly. Yeah, GTA is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's very similar to what Drakari was saying. I love the story. I don't really care for gameplay. 
particularly. And even to the point where, like Ali was saying, like, even though I've owned these consoles, a lot of the times I watch a full playthrough of the game before I buy it. <laughs> because I want to know if I like the story. I watch the playthrough of the game being like, do I like this story? And like, I just watch it and I skip over mostly the action or like the fighting parts just to watch like the cutscenes or like watch like them exploring and see like how I feel for this game before I buy it. And then I play it myself, which I know is weird because it's like none of it's new to me when I play it, but I still like that's the way I prefer to do it because I don't want to get a game that I don't like the story. I story comes first for me always. And when I come to when when it comes to me playing the game, I know this is a little uh controversial, but I almost always play on either the easiest or second easiest difficulty because I don't care about the gameplay. I want to You're experience the story. They're breaking I mean, my heart, dude. I feel like, especially if it's like a first playthrough, like if you're not trying to like really play play like that, I feel like that's fine. I don't really care about the whole like, I feel like the whole like, oh, you can't play on easy. Like that's not like, it's like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's the way I feel. It's just for me, at least it's like the story comes first. I Graphics are a huge part of it for me. And then the different gameplay mechanics for sure. Like, Arkham and Marvel's uh, Spider-Man. I didn't put Marvel Spider-Man on there because I think it was too close to Arkham. Mm. Um, specifically yeah. Arkham City. Because I think Arkham City is by far the best Arkham game. Um, I think Arkham City is by far the best superhero game. Yeah, but truly. And so that's why I only put one on the list. If Because I was like, I need to have five. I'm not going to say top six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... I do love Marvel Spider-Man. And even for something like that, like I watched the whole playthrough before I bought the PS4. Like I bought the PS4 for that game, but I also watched the whole thing played through because I wanted to see what it was like. And I, I, I just care for watching the story. If it's me personally, <laughs> I would watch a movie over playing a game. Mm -hmm. mm, you might I... like, inter like be, what are they, BAs? What, what is it called? Like the kind of movie type games? Like, Full FMVs, full motion videos. Yeah, FMVs, yeah. There was that one game with like the the guy with the car. He like, oh, I had it too. Forget the name. It, there's this one on Game Pass that's called Telling Lies that I think Alex should play. Yes, but like I, I also, heard, yeah. I also the thing is like I don't like Telltale games. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is distinctly different because it is literally you know it's real actors and everything, but you get to choose what happens. Yeah, no, that doesn't yeah. seem interesting to me. I would prefer to just watch the movie because, like, <laughs> even... And, like, the only, like, full RPG I have on there is The Witcher 3. And even when I play The Witcher 3, it's because they give you, like, the actual, like, main quest. I'll do the side quest if I feel like it's going to be interesting. But I do stick to, and playing through all of The Witcher games, I stick to the main quest because, like, I just care about the story. Yeah. And, and so, so like, like watching Minecraft. a and so giving myself like full control to do like whatever I want in these worlds is the reason why I've never finished a Fallout or an Elder Scrolls or anything like that because like there's just too much for me to do. I just I, it overwhelms me and I'm like I want a set story. So with something like Minecraft, how does that come in? Because Minecraft is pretty much just like True. whatever you should just you. That's, that's a good point. 
But I think through That's Minecraft, it. at least, um, the thing with that is, is I can play very casually, and it's not yeah. like I know that I'm. Uh, and when it comes to Minecraft, I've played survival maybe like twenty five percent of the time. Most of the time, I'm playing creative because I just want to try to build something new. And then once okay. I build something new, I'm like, all right, that's it. And then it takes me a while <laughs> to get back onto it. Or there yeah. was a period where almost the only thing I played was Minecraft. Um, between getting the Wii and getting the Xbox, there's a period where all I played was Minecraft, and I would play with my friends online. And so I would do whatever they wanted to do, because it was like we were talking about fighting games. It was a bonding experience for me. It was playing yeah. with other people and like just hanging out with them. And so like whatever we did was fine, but like I had no set goal for that either. What was the one Minecraft game? Like, wasn't there a ton of Dungeons? Oh, sorry, Mom. I'm talking to my friend. Dungeons? Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I never played Dungeons. I have never played Dungeons, and I don't think I ever will. Hey, I will say Dungeons, if you like action RPGs, even though it's from like that top down perspective, it's still really fun. Yeah, it's like Minecraft. Said, but it's it, also it's... it's also graphics have to be it for me, and like top down perspective, I just feel like they could have done more. Mm. I I do want to have a conversation about graphics because this is a big contention okay. point. Do you between do you want to me... talk about your games first? Or do you want to talk about graphics? Uh, I I want to talk about graphics first because okay. this will really play into my list. Okay. Um. I'm not somebody who necessarily my games don't have to look super realistic. Yeah. I, I, I don't like the idea that real realism equals greatness. Yeah. But for me, my games have to be to a certain level of quality in their graphics to where I can I can replay them for years to come. So like, mm -hmm. I have a really hard time going back to anything on the Xbox 360 <laughs> or PlayStation <laughs> 3 generation because they all play at 30 frames per second and they're all like 720p or at some points 540p really pixely looking and muddy looking yeah and um what you guys will see on my list is a lot of my games are more recent and i have i have some games that are older on this list some that are really old but a lot of the games are more recent and it's going to kind of go against everything I said once um, in this little <laughs> section about graphics, but I wanted to say that first. Um, um, I feel with graphics, it's just like, I want to say it like, kind of to your think, point about, re I don't think realism means good, you know what I'm saying? Because like, right now what I'm looking at, because the game that I immediately came to mind was Sifu, like, Sifu doesn't oh. look necessarily realistic, but it still looks beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I guess it's kind of like whatever however you are styling your game as long as, as it looks good in that style i think that's what matters most no yeah that's, i totally that's agree. a way better way to say that yeah yeah i totally agree and like even when i was playing like pokemon like the graphics of there are like 8-bit right it's yeah. it's not the fact that like oh it doesn't look realistic they're going for a super simplistic style and i think it works well enough that like i could go back and play them today right yeah mm -hmm. Like, Which is the beauty example, of pixel art, too. That's true. Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, kind of on the opposite end, like, an example of a game that's, like, very stylized, but I don't think looks very good is, like, the new AEW Fight Forever game. Like, I think, uh. like, that that game looks, like, it looks fun, but I don't, like, it. the style 
doesn't look very good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That game broke my heart. Like I was so excited to buy that because yeah, I, I really like. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I and I, I like I still play the the two K wrestling games. Like I, I have WWE two K twenty two. Yeah, it's tragic. They're, they're they're okay. <laughs> like they're they're not as good as the the SmackDown versus Raw games, the THQ mm-hmm. ones. But like the yeah. games are at least playable, and apparently yeah, everything I've heard about AEW is like this game sucks. I wouldn't, from what I've seen, it doesn't suck. Like it's definitely interesting. Like it's it looks good, but right now it's like the game is super bare bones. There's not really a lot to. There's the roster isn't as extensive as the real life roster. There's not a lot of modes. There's the road to elite, which is like their road to WrestleMania equivalent, isn't very like long. And like like I said, the style of it just was kind of like. Depends on what you're looking for. Like, it's not. They were hyping it up as going to be the new No Mercy, and it's not No Mercy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's nowhere gotcha. near that. Yeah, Ali, do you have anything to say about this? Uh no, I think I'm out of my wheelhouse on this one. Honestly, <laughs> well, I, mean, I know you were saying something about <laughs> graphics earlier, towards the fact that you said graphics don't really matter. Yeah, but um. It, I feel like it just depends on the game and like the type of story that you're trying to show. Like, like how you're saying, uh, you like Alex mm-hmm. more movie like games. Uh, I feel like those would like graphics are the most important. Well, one of the most important parts, other than like the storytelling, of course. But yeah, like, um, what's an example? Like the new God of War. Right. That's yeah. like without good graphics. I think the the game still would have been great based on the story, but if the graphics were really bad, then it would have taken yeah. you out of that story. Yeah. And nobody would have been talking about that game if the graphics if the game didn't look as good as it did. Yeah. I yeah. honestly think a lot of people would have liked that game nearly as much. Yeah. And Going off that, like I'm considering buying a PS5 like fairly soon, and I see they have the God of War like bundle, and like obviously, I mean, I've we've said this before, but like I've seen it played through, like I've watched a, what was it? It was like a 15 hour playthrough of it or something. Um, and so like I've seen the whole game played through, and just watching it through, I'm like, I don't know if I need to, like buy that bundle. Yeah, that's 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 so interesting to me because I I, I kind of have this opposite opinion. I, you want to experience it firsthand yourself? Well, yeah, I I need to experience games firsthand, um, and not only that, but I feel like those the the newer, more recent God of War games are kind of the exact opposite of example of so so on my list I I have. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, it is probably one of my favorite games ever made. It definitely is top the top five of my favorite games ever made. And that game, um, I played it on PC. It was graphically amazing um, with ray tracing turned on and all that. And it has a really good story with characters I really like. And then I see something like God of War, which also has what people consider a really good story with characters I like. But it looks like I just they some make a way for me not to care about the characters. I don't know how, but they make it like <laughs> I, I just I don't care about Kratos. I don't care about Atreus. And right, though no, they no, have way the more way. development. 
they had way more development than um Jackie did in Cyberpunk 2077. And minor spoilers, even though this was it was in the third trailer for the game. But when Jackie dies in Cyberpunk, I cried. Like I, I legitimately cried. And I was like, dang. And he was only around for like three hours. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel about that. Like speaking of God of War, would you say like because I wouldn't say the new God of War games are necessarily stylized. So with, with you lose like the PS2 and PS3 games where they are kind of stylized, do you like that a little bit more? I I feel like the older God of War games had more soul in them. Mm. I feel like, but like, like that's not to say the people who worked on the new game didn't put their heart and soul in it. I mean, but when you go and play those old God of War games, specifically God of War 1, uh, when they were making God of War one, they didn't know they were going to make a second one. Yeah, they were. They were. It was. They was never. You know, they never knew they were going to make a second one. So they put all of their effort into that first game. And I think you can really tell. Then you look at God of War twenty eighteen and God of War Ragnarok, where they knew from the get go that they were going to at least, at, at, I mean, sorry, at the most, get a trilogy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like just based off of that, there's some not as much soul put into it you know do you think games like that are aiming for realism have to work hard to find that soul because like when i think about that i think about something like tomb raider where it's like that's a game that i feel like doesn't have much like soul to it but when i look at like the older ps2 games with tomb raider i'm like okay like they clearly had a passion for that so do you think that's like just something that games that have realism just need to find like in story or through like gameplay or is it just like you know they they just lose that through not I think when you're making a game, it, it, it's kind of at the at the beginning, the 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 seed of the game, right? So when you talk about the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy, yeah, they went into that not because they wanted to make new Tomb Raider games. They wouldn't have because Square Enix was like, we own Tomb Raider. You guys need to make games, and it needs to be it needs to be this and it needs to have this. That's why if you play like the, the especially Rise of the Tomb Raider, the middle one, that game straight up rips off Uncharted. Like Uncharted <laughs> two and three, that game rips it off. Because it's yeah. like the, the, those games are made by committee. Um, and I feel like you have a lot less soul in it compared to when you play something like uh, where I'm gonna keep going back to this example, something like Gone Home, which the developer of that game they had a very personal story that they wanted to tell. And then they decided that it should be a game instead of deciding, instead of saying, um, we need to make this realistic third person cover shooter. Oh, <laughs> let's make it a Tomb Raider game. Yeah. They went, I want to tell this story. I think this is the proper way to tell it. And yeah. I, you can tell when games where graphics wanting to be the best looking game on the market is more important to them than wanting to be the best game period on the market gotcha. um i'm gonna throw some shade at horizon the horizon <laughs> franchise um i've played both the horizon games completed them you can check my trophies on playstation um <laughs> horizon forbidden west yeah bro you can you can pull up i got receipts um horizon <laughs> forbidden west is a game that i definitely feel like lacks soul it's a mm-hmm. beautiful looking game it's probably the out it's the best looking game. It's the best looking next gen game I've ever played to this day. And I would much rather play freaking Gears of War 2 than go back and play that game ever. 
So, because at least Gears of War 2 had heart in it. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, Jason, how about we get into what your favorite games are and what makes them your favorite? All right, yeah. I'll be very quick with my list because yeah. most of you guys know me and you're going to know what this list is. Our audience <laughs> oh. might not. Well, yeah, our audience might not. I want you yeah, to you. You are the biggest gamer here. I want you to take as much time as you need to to explain why video games are great and why you think these represent the best of the best. All right. Sonic so, 06. Yeah, Sonic 06, yes. Shadow of <laughs> Hedgehog. Um, all right. No, I love RPGs. And when I say RPGs, I mean, I love games where you can really become the character, um, where you where your choices matter and there's consequences to your actions that directly affect the story and the storylines you can engage in. So I mentioned Cyberpunk 2077 earlier. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is one of my favorite games. I love the story. I love everything. I, you know, I, I love pretty much every part of that game. Um, and then... You guys know, big Fallout guy. Um, this <laughs> is gonna Fallout. be a divisive. Yeah, I was gonna say, this is gonna be the most divisive opinion on this, but specifically Fallout Four as my favorite mm-hmm. over three in New Vegas. New Vegas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and people hate me. I've been banned. I'm actually banned from the Fallout Reddit because I said Fallout Four is better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but I like though I like that one specifically a lot. Um, and then this is where my list gets a little bit different. I have on here Red Dead Redemption 2, because um, that game brought me to little tears. I was literally crying when I finished that game. Um, the, the ending of the main game, not the epilogue. Halo 3, because um, I think that is the first game I experienced online multiplayer with. And then I have on here the Civilization franchise, specifically Civ five and six okay um so the things that jumps out to me are those last two um halo and civ halo is or specifically halo 3 is a shooter right yes and so what about shooter games make them worthy of your list and why is halo the best shooter game um so i i think shooters are in, in terms of pure gameplay, is kind of like one of the easiest ways to to build a game because we live our life in first person's perspective, right? So it's it's much easier to kind of build a game in a first person perspective, but I would say in a third person's perspective because proportions, you know, trying to build the world to feel right in that uh, thing. But the thing about Halo 3 specifically is, I don't think Halo 3 is the best shooter. Um, I think about Halo 3 and the time it came out and um, what it did for me in terms of the online space is why I think it's one of the most important shooters on the list, even though most people will argue Halo Combat Evolved, which is the first one, did it first, but obviously, um, I was like six months old when that game came out, so I couldn't have played it. Um, so, <laughs> Halo 3, it was online multiplayer. It was the first online multiplayer game I played. And, um, you know, that was when I was first exposed to, oh, video games aren't always something you have to do 
by yourself or with your friend right next to you. It's something that can exist beyond you, something that can take place without you, you know? And I was always used to games, something like um, a Civilization, for example, or something like a Red Dead Redemption 2, where if you don't interact with the game, the game doesn't interact back with you. But when you're playing Halo 3, especially Halo 3 multiplayer, you're playing freaking Team Slayer. If you if you just sit right there, you're going to die over and over and over again. You have to play the game. The game is actively engaging with you. And um, that's kind of more the reason why that specific game is on the list. Um, my actual favorite first-person shooter is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. But that was because of things like we were talking about earlier in terms of animations. I think it's one of the best looking and best feeling shooters ever made. I think Titanfall is maybe right above it. Like they're right next to each other. Titanfall 2 and Modern Warfare 2019 are like right next to each other. Those are two drastically different mechanics because Titanfall is a first person shooter where you're running around trying to shoot the opponent, but you have like double jump and wall runs and like mm-hmm. all of these impossible movements. Whereas, well, um, but whereas Modern Warfare, it's very much boots on the ground. From somebody who hasn't necessarily played those games, I would agree with you. But if you've played as much Titanfall 2 and as much Call <laughs> of Duty as I have, you realize that those games are very similar. The, the main difference being Titanfall, you can run into walls, but and Titanfall 2 plays way faster. But in terms of the actual overall movement mechanics and gameplay style, they're very similar, actually. Um, which, if you don't play lots of first-person shooters, you wouldn't notice. It, it's something that you have to... that I've accrued with my almost 15 years of first-person shooter experience. Gotcha. Okay. And then why Civ 6? So why Civ 6? I am actually, people wouldn't expect this. I love strategy games. Okay. Um, Define strategy games. Define strategy games. So I don't like real-time strategy where the whole world is moving at the same time you are. I prefer my turn-based strategy games. So uh, something like Civilization where you know, your end goal is to build a civilization and get one of, like, I think it's six victories. You know, you ever want to get your technological victory or your domination or your spiritual victory, stuff like that. I really like building towards a goal like that in strategy games while also having to outsmart AI. But it's also something that you can play in the mental background, you know? You don't necessarily have to be into it focused on it at all times so when you say turn-based what exactly does that mean because i don't know what civ is okay you've never played civilization i've never okay so turn-based is literally i go then i click in turn and then all the ai goes okay and And that way when you're doing um well i suck at civilization so what (laughs) i do is Um, my the way I play the game is I like to expand my territory as quickly as possible, and I always like to go for the. Uh, no, I don't go for domination victories. Actually, I always like to go for spiritual victories because mm. I find it much easier to convert people to whatever religion I am than <laughs> <laughs> to fight them. Um, gotcha. So, what do you say in a turn? Do you like, or like expand? Is it like in one turn you can either get 
this much land or build this much before your turn is over? Um, so uh, you have an infinite amount of time to select as many actions as you can, but you can only select the action once. So, like, let's say I am, like, let's say I'm playing as freaking the United States. I'm playing as Teddy Roosevelt. Um, you start off your map with a settler. You find that you settle your first city. And once you settle your first city, what I like to do is I like to build my city up as much as possible. So I like to expand. And um, when you're doing that, you can choose certain actions. So let's say I want to build a farm. Well, once I click build a farm, that means for that turn, um, for however many turns it takes for that action to be completed, that's all everybody in my city is doing. They're working on building the farm. And then, but if I, or I can send my fighters somewhere, I can say, hey, fighters, there's a barbarian village six tiles away. I need you to go destroy it. Well, I'm going to have to wait three turns for them to get to those, move those six tiles. Because they only have a certain amount of moves that they can do. They only have a certain amount of things that they can do in a turn. Because okay. a turn is a representation of time and civilization. Okay. Um, okay. Real-time games, real-time strategy games, it's all active going on at the same time. So a uh, perfect example for me would be like Halo Wars. Uh, on the old MLG website, you could see me because I was a MLG in Halo Wars 1. Not 2, 1. <laughs> 360, baby. Um, where that was, like, when you played that multiplayer, you, you know, there are no turns. Everybody is moving in real time as you're doing stuff. Everything is going. There's no pause button. It's all happening. So you have to, there's a lot more, you have to, it's more active in your brain, kind of, what you're planning. Gotcha. Um, okay. And then there's other type of strategy games, like, I know, have you guys ever heard of XCOM? No. I have, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, a better example of this will be Marvel's Midnight Suns, oh, which I'm gotcha. currently playing through. Yes. I've not heard Marvel. about that. Okay, so Marvel's Midnight Suns is different from XCOM, but it's card-based. So each time you load into a fight, you have a certain amount of cards in your deck. And uh, what you want to do is each character, um, you have a certain amount of things you can do in a turn, and each character has a certain amount of, or you have a certain amount of cards in your deck, and each character can do a certain amount of actions um, within that turn. So I like to play as Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and Blade. Uh, so... Doctor Strange is the support character, so he can do lots of healing and, you know, teleporting and stuff like that. Spider-Man is like a trap character, so he can do lots of getting people to stick in place, not be able to move. And then what I do is I go on with Blade and, you know, I kill him. Um, I take their <laughs> life away from them. Um, and I really like that. Um, but that's a, that's a whole... I can talk about strategy games forever. The thing I love about Civilization is how I can play Civilization. I can load up a game of Civilization right now, and it will be 3 a.m. tomorrow morning before I realize what I've done, uh, because it just absorbs my world. Uh, gotcha. Okay. And so, yeah. back to Civ 6. You said... or Did you say that Civ 6 is the best strategy game? Uh, um, oh... It is my personal favorite. Okay. Um, in the civilization community, that a lot of people say Civ Four and Civ Five is better, and I can understand why. I just I 
I like Civilization VI because it is much more simple than the older games. It, it's it's definitely idiot is our uh, sorry is that you know it's the idiot's version of Civilization, and uh, I think that's kind of like why I prefer it more is because it's very it's much more simple. Sure. Okay. And um, and that that's what it is for me, okay. at least. Okay. All right. Um, so like, if I wanted to get into Civilization, uh, you sh- you would recommend Civ Six first. I would recommend Civ Six first, and then upgrade to Civ Five. Okay. Which is older, but it's better. You know. As a military okay. man, do you think you find it easier or harder? Um. Yeah. Like, as a military man with conquest always on your mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a man who's seeking to bring about the destruction kind what do you think do you think it'd be easy for I, i'm i'm a support guy not a combat guy okay <laughs> oh that's <laughs> so you'd also go for the religious victories what i'm hearing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> me i'm nuking every country man i don't care i'm building nuke <laughs> and i'm blowing your country up i'm being always gonna cover it I was going to cover everybody to Hinduism to get the game over the screen. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay, so um, I know we got Jason's opinion on best shooter and strategy game. Ali, Chikari, do you have any preferences on what the best shooter or strategy game is? Shooter or strategy? Um, I, guess I don't play shooters like that because I'm not good at them, but I don't like Team Fortress 2. Team Fortress 2? Team Fortress 2, okay. okay. I think that's my a, that's favorite a good shooter is Probably Black Ops 2. That's a good answer. I thought you were going to say something crazy like Black Ops 3. Then I was going yeah, to have Black Ops 3. Yeah, <laughs> I love the wall running. <laughs> you mean the game that's uh, worse than Titanfall in every way? I actually like Advanced Warfare, actually. Oh, even better. Advanced, Not, Warfare, is Infinite War- Advanced Warfare is good. Infinite Warfare is the bad one. Yeah, Infinite Warfare sucks. Well, you know what? I will say Infinite Warfare's campaign, the writing is really good. It's the mm-hmm. gameplay that sucks. It's the gameplay is terrible, but Advanced it's got, Warfare's um, got Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and Infinite Warfare has got Jon Snow. Yeah, that's true, but I mean, who cares? Kevin Spacey has done more for uh, that's right. More damage in society, I guess. <laughs> um, Does Resident Evil come shooter? Barely. Resident Evil Six, <laughs> I, I can count as a shooter. Resident Evil Six is a straight up, <laughs> straight up shooter game, but the rest of them are true horror games. Okay, I'm trying to look to see if it's easy. I'm looking at shooter games. He's gonna start listing off Doom Three. <laughs> Doom? Doom is a good shooter. No, 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 not not the new Dooms. Doom Three. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> hatred. Oh man, <laughs> we don't talk about hatred. Oh, that game's dude. terrible. Yes, bad, not good. Like, what's that other game kind of like that? Where it's like uh, super violent or whatever? Well, Postal is like that, but Postal yeah, is actually Postal. good. Postal, Postal 2 is actually you a good game. Choice. Yeah, because you don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. See, like, it's just you. Patriot's <laughs> just like oh. some edgy Swedish guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, finish off this list. We have Red Dead Redemption 2. Um... <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably um well, it's a Rockstar game. If you don't know who Rockstar is, they make Grand Theft Auto. Um it's an action RPG. No, it's not an action RPG. It's an action adventure game. There are no RPG elements in Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, but it's still open world. 
Yeah, but open world doesn't necessarily mean RPG. Well, you're playing as one character in an open world. You're playing as one character in an open world, but it's completely... It, the world is open, but the story is completely linear. There okay. are no options. Um, okay. Um, the biggest criticism that I saw of the game is that, like, there's not much, like... Well, that's what I've seen with a lot of Rockstar games in general, or more recent Rockstar games, that there's not a lot of, yeah. like, options. All Rockstar like, games are like that. Yeah, they present the they present it as like this super creative open world. The but it's really a free choice. Yeah. That the perfect way to put it. So the thing I really like about RP or RPGs, the thing I really like about Red Dead Redemption 2 is Red Dead Redemption really immerses you in the feeling of being an American outlaw in the Wild West. And uh well, not really the Wild West. This is like the middle. The Middle East. Oh wow, the, um, the middle of the country. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know where I was going with that. I was like, I was like what is a cowboy in the Middle East? Well, it's the middle of the. I was trying to say it's more. It's more in the east, and it's in more the middle of the country, and it's more eastern focused. Gotcha. And then I was like, so the Middle East. It's but yeah, Midwest. Midwest is the word you're looking for. <laughs> um, yeah, Midwest. Oh, man, whoa. I need to get that. Um, but no, it really immerses you in this the feeling of being a cowboy, taking care of your horse, and getting in drunken bar fights, um, hunting. And then you play the story, and the story, while it is very linear, has some of the best writing. And I, I would say it's has some of the best writing in any media I've seen personally. I'm not saying it's the best overall. I'm just saying one of the best. So people don't, you know, you know what about this? No, what about stay, that? Stay with your chest. Stay with your chest. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want people to get angry at me. But um, yeah, I love the characters. I don't want to spoil it. I, I love the whole game from beginning to end. Um, one of the rare games I've played through multiple times. I've beat the game three times, but the two games that top my list in Cyberpunk 2077 and Fallout 4, with Fallout 4 being the lesser of the two, really focus on player interactivity and player immersion. And so I, I think those two things for me are some of the most important things in games. If I don't feel like your world is real, or if I can't get into the world, but I immediately dip out. Like... Gotcha. You know, gotcha. I got Hogwarts Legacy. Um, anytime they say a word in that game, I hate it. So <laughs> I just stopped playing it. They'd be like, yes, you need to go to to Diagon Alley and get your smorgle sporps to make your, your <laughs> blinky potion. And I'm like, <laughs> I quit. I quit. Aren't you a big Harry Potter guy? I'll stand up for yourself. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'm not a big up. Harry Potter guy. Really? I like the movies. But yeah, Hogwarts Legacy kind of well it had this really cool and amazing detailed world. Everything about the wizarding world of Harry Potter annoys me. Um and so I can never really get into it. Gotcha. While something like Cyberpunk 2077 is a world where I feel very real. That are where I feel that feels very real. Um, and the characters all feel realistic. They all make choices. I could see people like me and you guys making. Um, and this is a very interesting perspective that I don't know. 
I don't know what the statistics are on this, but in every playthrough of Cyberpunk, I've played the game through five times. I've always played as a female character um, because I feel like the female character has more... The voice acting and the interactions are better because who doesn't want to be a lesbian? Am I right, guys? Um, yeah. <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> Solidarity. I'm a true ally. <laughs> okay. I mean, along those lines, um, I, <laughs> I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey as Cassandra because the... Um, voice acting is superior and that's the way the story was intended i mean they give you the opportunity to play as alexios um but from the initial like conception of the idea there was only going to be cassandra's story and then they decided in order to give people choice they would switch it out with a different person in order to play um like as the male lead but it's the same story but it makes more sense to play it as cassandra and that game Literally, when you play as Alexios, the game, I, I feel like it loses 30% of what makes it interesting. I feel um, that way about Hogwarts Legacy, because there's no way they were letting black people in Hogwarts in, like, 1925, so... Bro, bro not even. It was, like, the 1880s. They were not letting... No way. Not, <laughs> bro, first off, I, no had way. Dreads, I had dregs in. They're not letting no black kid with, a t- with an English accent with yeah, dreads into Hogwarts. <laughs> You pull up in Hogwarts Legacy, Professor, Professor, with my yeah. dreads. I'm, I'm yeah. decked out. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm over here in the corner telling people, bro, I, I literally had already unlocked Avada Kedavra. I'm over here in the corner, <laughs> decked out in an all black fit, white dreads <laughs> in the corner going Avada Kedavra, and nobody says anything about it. They just allow it to happen. I am straight up killing people and I'm like 15 years old and it's not a problem. Do you think there's uh, like an HBCU wizarding school? This That question is specific for Ollie as the resident Harry Potter fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's there's gotta be at least in the US. Be HBCU, I mean, there's right? there's yeah. wizarding schools for every like region, right? Because there's, there like, the Russian, there's the Russian one, there's the obviously the European the, one, there's the also French the... French school one. Yeah, there's got to be one in Africa, right? There, yeah. there is there, one in there Africa. Is. Their, their best friend in the game is a, is a little African girl. <laughs> uh, she has the most stereotypical African accent, too. Like, I don't, I don't want to repeat it. He's it's the most intense African accent I've ever heard. Seems like I'm watching a Nollywood movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Well, back to, back to video games. Back to video games. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the end of your list, right, Jason? Yeah, Fallout 4 is the end of the list. Okay. We don't need to talk about Fallout 4 because everybody's going to hate me if I talk about that. Okay, we are almost at... Uh, we're about an hour and 15 minutes, I believe. So yeah. is there any final thoughts anybody wants to say? Um, any games they want to mention that we haven't talked about yet? Anything at all? Um, games that we didn't mention. I just want to really mention X-Men Legends 2 Rise of Apocalypse for the PlayStation 2. Um, one of my earliest memories. I loved playing as Blaze and Iceman. Yeah, just I want to throw that out. Top Gun characters. It does sound like (laughs) Top Gun characters. I would say, if you want to play a good wrestling game, uh, Virtual Pro Wrestler for the PS2. Oh, I thought you were going to say Brawlhalla. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh shit! Damn. Uh, damn. What's it? Def Jam Vendetta. Yeah. Oh my Bro, god. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Def Jam Vendetta and Def Jam Fight for New York. <laughs> oh yeah. You know they made a third one? Like it just wasn't good. Yeah, they're making. They're supposed to be making a new one. They announced oh, it. Let it yeah. die. It's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dead. It's gonna be dead, it dead. All right, guys. Well, uh, do you think it's time to wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. All right. You want to take us out, Jason? I'll take us out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been our thoughts on this. We are the number one podcast in the world, and uh, you should support us. Yeah. You can always check us out on social media. Yes. On Instagram yeah. at OTOT Pod. Oh, Instagram and Twitter at OTOT Pod. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, what, go what give Addy Musk your money. Oh, next week we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder. We're doing Zack Snyder, right? Nope. Next, next week right? we're talking about fitness. All right. Next yeah, week we're well. talking about fitness. And for the week after that, we will be talking about um, yeah. our Lord Should and Savior, Zack Snyder. In relation to uh, Hollywood. Yes, so fitness in relation to Hollywood. Um, Ali, do you want to say anything about it before uh, next week? No, let's give it a surprise. Okay, fitness. Yeah, let him know. Hollywood. <laughs> All right. I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> let them know. Oh, man. All right, y'all. This has been OTOT. Um, y'all have a good one. Stay blessed. Peace out. Bye. Love yeah. you. Okay.